It's Pippet 105.7 The River, now joined by a legend of the Aussie and also international music business, Brian Cad. Hello. Hello, Pip. What's it like up on the river? Oh, it's actually looking not too bad today. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, we're going to, um, I'm in Melbourne at the moment and it's, it's struggling, but it's, the sun's out, so... It's pr- pretty typical of Melbourne, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it call me again another hour and it'll probably be different. I'll be have a fur coat on. Now, Brian, you're coming to the SSNA Club this Friday, bringing the bootleg family band with you. And 2016, quite a significant year for you. That's right, I've turned 30. No, no, I mean, no it's, a, it's a very significant year. It's my 50th year in the business, but it's my 70th year on Earth. So it's sort of a good time to bring out an album called Bulletproof, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Now, with this album, tell me about what was sort of behind it, what went into it, because it's been a while since you've released anything new. Yeah, well, it really was started three years ago. And what happened was it was three years ago, it was the 40th anniversary of the Brian Cadbury Leg family band, you know, forming and starting the recordings and all the stuff. So that went on back in the seventies. And we thought it was a good time to, you know, maybe get the band back together as they say. <laughs> so it really happened like that. We went into a studio in Melbourne and we just all arrived and set up and I had a, ba- a bag full of songs and we just started playing and in thirty minutes we sort of went, Wow, it's just like it was. It's just incredible, you know. So that became the the you know, the necessary momentum we needed to, to get started with an album. Um, and so it's not just an album that's come 10 years after the previous album. It's more about an album that's come 43 years after the first album. So oh, wow. Th- th- that's a great, great feeling to know that all that's still going on. And it, it turns out that we've made it a, a fairly severe, you know, not severe, fairly full-on rock and roll album. So... Um, it's also a bit of a nod to the band as they were back in the 70s. We were a really big, raucous, loud rock band, you know, we played big stages and had girl singers and all that, and it was all pretty full on. And so the album has got that energy. And we cut the album really basically live in the studio. No audience or anything, but we just cut it live in the studio so we could see, everyone could see each other. And we only allowed three takes on any song. Oh, wow. So people had to be... From the first time we counted in, people never knew whether what they played was going to go on the record. And there's there's a fabulous, what I call, a positive tension throughout mm. the whole album as a result of that. Now, you can hear it. Did anybody get sent out of the studio for not uh, picking up the pieces on the day? Or? Yes, there was a few naughty people, a few people in the corner with hats with D on them. <laughs> now, Brian, I also uh, hear that with this album, because you've penned so many songs for a lot of other artists that you kind of tucked a few out and thought, you know what, I might have a crack at this one myself. That's right. And, and, and that's really how it happened. I, the, the three songs that finished up on the album, a song I wrote for Joe Cocker, a song I wrote for The Pointers, and a song I wrote for Bonnie Tyler. And they were all rock songs, but I wrote them expressly for them I didn't write them for me as an artist and they liked them. I didn't have any plans to record them. Anyway, after the fact, years, you know, quite a few years after the fact, I'd, you know, every now and again I'd play the cocker thing or somebody would ask me to play the pointer sister thing. And, and I'd sort of think, you know, I should do that. And I, I, that sort of fits, you know, it's, it is a bit me. Anyway, so when we got to do the album, I threw them into the mix. And they wouldn't have gone on the album if they hadn't have come up you know, to, in level with everything else. Mm. But they performed beautifully. I was very proud of them. And so they're on the album. So there's a whole 
sort of connecting the dots or circles, if you like, with regard to what finished up on the album. Of all the songs that you have written for other artists or even for yourself, which are you most proud of? Oh, they're, they're a bit like kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the sense that they represent different things. Mm. I'm very proud of Little Way of Sunshine because that was a song that's remained with me, you know, and people now, you know, young people come up and say, oh, you know, my, my mum used to sing, or my dad used to sing that to me when I was a little girl, and, you know, and you, you hear of it being played. In fact, I get, sometimes I get booked to play um, at somebody's wedding, etc. because oh, how beautiful. Song, and those, those, none of those people were alive when the thing came out, but it, but it sort of means certain things to certain people. And, and so I'm very proud of that one. Ginger Man was the first song I, have, I had as a solo artist. And it was probably my biggest hit as a solo artist. So that's another point in time for me. That's a point that I thought that registers for me historically, you know. So that's a favourite. And another song that I really, really like is a song called Don't You Know It's Magic, which I actually wrote that for John Farnham. Um, and he sang it in the Tokyo International Song Contest for me. And then he came back and recorded it and he had a big hit with it. And he still does it. On his shows, his live shows. Yeah, he appeared here on the border um, just last. Oh, sorry, earlier on this year, and he he did that one. Mm. And so that's that's a lovely one for me because it was something that I wrote for an artist that I really, really uh, you know believed in and was really inspired by. But it was also a chance for he and I to go and take on the world, and we won the outstanding prize that year in Tokyo. And here's a little not very known fact is that in the competition that year was a completely unknown group of people from Sweden who later on became ever. You wouldn't read about it, would you? you no, you wouldn't unless you were around at the time. We told everybody. <laughs> but it was great. So six months later, they, were the, they had the biggest record in the world. But at that point in time, they were just two Swedish couples from so I've been up from Sweden. That's a pretty, you know, big feather in the cap for your career that a song that you wrote beat out ABBA. <laughs> yes, but, you know, sort of pales in, in significance uh, in terms of their career. But, you know, oh. it's, a, it's a lovely thing to do. And uh, that's why, in answer to the question, that was why it's remained kind of a special thing for me. Yeah, incredible stuff. Now, tell me about the band that you are bringing out with you for this tour, because it seems like you've got a lot of very, very talented people coming along. Well, I'm not. It might read that all of those people are coming, but they're not all coming on the road with us. Obviously, there's you know, hundreds of them. But they're a list of them, a lot of the guests that appeared on the, uh, on the show, on the record. But the original bootleg family in almost its entirety, <clears throat> because a couple of the guys, well, the keyboard player retired a number of years ago now, and as did a, a, a couple of the girls. But in, in essence, everybody else is from then. And so it'll be, in so many respects, it'll be just exactly like when, you know, when Coxie counts in the first song on Friday night, it's going to be just exactly like it was. 43 years ago when he couldn't remember the song either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. Brian Cat. it will be a pleasure to see you on the border this Friday night at the SS&A Club with the Bootleg Family Band. And thank you so much for taking time today. Uh, it's my great pleasure. Thanks for having me.